Adidas and step through fire. Now the people are speaking, they're focused and inspired. He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings Earth people, I am from Jupiter, it is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, we are in fact not on Jupiter. There were some, uh, there were some issues with the vents up on the station. I, more than anything, I need to get Iceberg back up there. I... I've been calling dude, I've been trying to get a hold of dude, I went down to Earth looking for dude, but I can't find him anywhere, and I need some help with the vents right now, right now, I don't know what's going on, hopefully, hopefully next week we will be back on the station, but as for now, we are on the Earth base, we are down here on, guess what, we got a super fun show ahead of us, there is just too much going on, I saw a movie on VHS, saw Ghostbusters, we're gonna talk about that going to talk about my history with Ghostbusters, and then I got some personal stories, I got some news. This is going to be a fun show, so uh, buckle up, get ready, here we go. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. There is nothing we won't try. Never heard the word impossible. This time there's no stopping us. We're doing it our way. That's true, man. More than anything, we are trying to do it our own way. You know, we might blow up, but we won't go pop. This is the Toys R Us report. And uh, just this last week, we did the flea market. We did the uh, big 40 and 8 flea market over at the Veterans Building. This is the one that's put on by the uh, Veterans Organization. They uh, use the money to help fund their nursing program. They are, it's a lot of fun to go over there because, you know, the whole thing is run by these, you know, World War II vets, Korea vets. Vietnam vets, and they're just, they're cool guys, man, they're, uh, real American heroes, anyhow, we did the flea market, and this is more of an upscale flea market than the normal, uh, mojo sales that goes on over there, even though, you know, I'm down for mojo sales too, but this is kind of a more high-end sort of flea market, and we brought, you know, the virtual dirt mall truck down there, we got up early, got a weird spot, it's, that's part of the thing that always stresses me out, because the whole thing is, like, set up in a parking lot, and there's numbered spots, and it's weird getting the, uh, virtual dirt mall mobile into the truck spot, and then out of the spot again. Not a spot, not a spot. I'll give you my spot. Because we always, we, we take off early. I don't know, man. Once it starts to get hot, we bounce. But anyway, we were over there at the flea market, and we had a good time. We pulled in, just... Just about like 300 bucks, which is fun for an afternoon, and it's fun to like get rid of a lot of the stuff that you have, you know, backed up in the garage, you know, uh, we had some toy bands of some old action figures I didn't want, had a ton of VHS tapes, I, I buy them from the dig all the time, and then I just bring them home, I don't know, I want to rescue them, I feel like I don't want them to go to the dump, and even if I, myself, might not need them, somebody else might, so I put them out there for like a dollar a piece, I 
put them like I have the whole bed of the truck is full of VHS tapes and people buy those people buy audio cassettes we sold not as many as we do at Mojo's but we did sell a fair amount of audio cassettes it does seem like the uh the nostalgia for that is in effect a lot of hipsters are buying them dude just like handlebar mustaches and whatnot like them I guess I mean it's cool man you know what is old is always sort of fun to a certain kind of people, and sometimes those people are hipsters, dude. What can I say? We sold some records. We sold some some weird tools we had that we no longer wanted. It was it was overall a good day. It was very hot though. By the end, I was I was pretty drained. I do have to admit, but we we had a good time. Let me tell you the one story that I got out of the flea market. One of the times, I, you know, I was walking around seeing what I can get up on. Uh, I came upon this dude who had a whole big box full of LDs, laser discs. And I'm flipping through them, and the dude's like, hey man, you know, I, I got the biggest, the best collection of laser discs in Santa Rosa right here. And I, I'm flipping through it, and I don't have a great LD collection. Don't even think I'm saying that. But I had every single one he had except for a couple, and then a million more. So if this dude has the best collection, guess what? Your boy now has the best collection. So anyway, I'm flipping through there, and, uh, you know, I come across Tron, which is one I wanted, and I was excited to see it, so I grabbed it, and I asked the guy, you know, how much you wanted for it, and he's like, look, you can have the whole box for 10 bucks, or you can have that one for a dollar, and most of them I already had, so I'm just like, I just want the one, you know, I'm, I don't know, and then this, uh, lady comes up behind me, and she's like, if you don't want them all, I'll take them all, sold, and she's like, why didn't you buy them all, and I said, eh, I just like, you know, I take them home, and I don't often watch them, uh, I said, I don't often put them on, I didn't say watch, I said put them on, I'm like, I don't often put them on, but I like them, I like the big covers, I like the way they look, I don't know, but, I don't need that many. And she's like, woohoo, you blew it. And I said, I guess. And I walked away. And as I'm walking away, I hear her go, what's a laser disc? What do you mean do I have a laser disc player? What even is that? So she thought they were records. Uh, she thought that it was a giant box of soundtracks. I guess there would be soundtracks, you know, like Lethal Weapon 2 soundtracks, Speed 2 Titanic. I guess she thought they were all soundtracks on wax, you know, wax soundtracks for like, 80s and 90s movies, and she thought she got up on something awesome, but, uh, it turns out, what the heck is a laser disc? So, anyway, that gave me a bit of a chuckle. Let's see what else there is on the agenda here. You know what I was thinking about the other day? I was watching Comedy Bang Bang. I don't know if you guys watch that. It's on IFC. It's hilarious. I only started to get into it this year. I've caught up on reruns and on demand and stuff, but the show is really funny. Uh, Scott Aukerman is the host. It's a talk show, but there are all kinds of weird side angles, and... Over each season, I think the first two seasons, Reggie Watts was the band leader, and then Kid Cudi was. But this season, the band leader, and the band is just him doing like a DJ set, and it's uh, it's Weird Al Yankovic. And it got me thinking, why isn't Weird Al in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I mean, you can look at some of the dudes who are in there, and this is just an example. You got Steve Miller, and I know a lot of people like Steve Miller, but um, he's not the best. And if somebody said to you... Who do you think is more influential? Who is more important? Weird Al Yankovic or Steve Miller? Unless you say Weird Al, you're straight up lying. Weird Al has been a big part of our lives. He's been around since the 80s. And whether you like him or you don't like him, the dude is... He's a talent, man. He can really play. If you look at some of his original music, like Dare to be Stupid, these are fun songs. They're cool, man. So, I don't know. 
I'm going to start it right now. Let's get uh, Weird Al Yankovic into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hashtag Weird Al HOF. Let's get that started. I think that, uh, I think it's something that needs to be done. Um, I just found out today, and this is sad news, Gary Marshall, famed TV creator Gary Marshall, you know, LeBron Charlie, which obviously I love, and so many other shows. The man passed away today, and that is just, that is just a shame. I mean, uh, I do not know what the exact cause of his death is, so we are going to look it up right now. I, I'm sorry if you can hear me typing, but uh, Gary Marshall passed away just today. The man was 81 years old. He directed Pretty Woman. He was involved in Happy Days. You name it. The guy is really just, he's a titan. He's a titan in this industry, and I just want to say, Gary Marshall, they reminisce over you. Buckle up for At The Movies with Icy Robots, VHS edition. Where do you think we're going, Mum? The Olympics. You better take this and put your medals in. Thanks, Mum. Though I've never been through hell like that. I was kicked off every team I was ever on. You can never look back. Before I even got a chance to prove myself. I can get you your moment. It's going to hurt like hell. You're not going to give up, are you? I have to do this. Getting part of the impossible. Eddie the Eagle, February 26th. Oops, sorry. Hit the button just a sec too quick. Anyway, we have been, we've been going to the video store lately. Uh, with all the interest I have, you know, I'm asking you guys for your video store pictures. And I still want those. And I've been posting a lot of video store stuff. I'm like... We have video stores here. You know, we have video stores. We have a couple. And we have membership cards. Why aren't we going? So, we've been going to our uh, our small chain, our local chain. It's called Joe Video. It's over in Bennett Valley. And we, we, we've been, like, trying to go there just, just to keep it going, you know? Just to keep the video store vibe alive. So, anyhow, we were looking for something that we didn't see when it came out, and, uh, we came upon Eddie the Eagle. We wanted to see it, but it wasn't, I don't know, there just wasn't something that drew us out there. You know how a movie, you see it, you want to go, and you feel like you're drawn, you know, you must see it. There was nothing must-see about Eddie the Eagle. A lot of times, we'll wait for these movies to come out on HBO or whatever, but wanted to keep the video store going, dude, so we got, uh, got it on disc over at Joe Video. The week before, we actually rented the entire run of, a. Season 1 of Mr. Robot, which was really great. If you haven't seen that, I recommend it. Season 2 just started. It's a lot of fun. Really cool hacker, cracker, computer stuff with kind of like a uh, Let's Free Society vibe. I recommend that. Anyhow, we went to see Eddie the Eagle, or rather, we went to pick up Eddie the Eagle. It stars uh, Taron Edgerton, who you might know from The Secret Service. He was the, the star of that. He was also in the running for Han Solo. And also, uh, Hugh Jockman is in it. The movie is, it is presently, sorry if you can hear me cl- clicking away, uh, it's at 80% over on Tomatoes, which is great. The movie was a lot of fun. It is the story of the British ski jumper, Eddie the Eagle. The dude in the movie, he's kind of a doofus, kind of a, kind of a nitwit, you know, he has, 
he has some physical handicaps, but the dude is determined to make the Olympic team. Now, in the commercials, they uh, they want you to believe that the guy has no athletic background and that he's just, I'm going to get into ski jumping because Britain doesn't have a team. So if I, you know, if I compete, I'm the team, guaranteed. But what they don't mention is that the dude was actually also on the... Um, he was a candidate for the British uh, ski team. The dude qualified for the time, but for whatever reason, didn't make the team. You know, he is an Olympic-level skier to begin with. So, the dude couldn't be as much of a nitwit as he is portrayed in, you know, in the commercials. They, they just, I don't know, it's more of an underdog story if you don't think that the dude is actually an Olympic-caliber athlete. But anyhow, when he fails to make the team for, you know, downhill skiing, he's like... I'm going to ski jump because nobody's even ski jumped in our country in, you know, 60 years. So I'll be the team. I'll be the team right off, you know, right from the jump street. But it's more difficult than that. And they throw, they throw all sorts of obstacles in his path. You know, I guess the idea is he's not the upper crust. He's not the kind of guy they want representing England in the Olympics. And despite him being a deserved candidate they don't like his goofy glasses. They don't like his goofy demeanor. A real underdog kind of thing. But he trains with Hugh Jackman. And this is all in the, the trailer. So I'm not blowing anything. He makes the Olympic team. This is a this is based on a real person. Based on a real dude. So I'm not blowing anything. Because it's all a matter of history. Anyhow, he makes the team. Doesn't medal. But he does become quite a sensation. People, people appreciate the way that he... He just wants to be there so bad, and he's worked so hard, and he's come so far from when he was a youth in leg braces, you know, to now. He's representing the nation, and this is, you know, just your typical feel-good sort of thing, but it succeeds on every level that it wants to succeed. It wants to make you feel good, wants to help you, help pick you up, make you see that you can do things you never thought you could do, and it does that. It definitely does that. Uh, the movie was quite enjoyable, just a nice good time movie so i recommend to you go on down to your video store pick it up i mean help them out if you have one keep going there while they're still available maybe with your help spread the word maybe they will always be available so hop on down go to your store rent it eddie the eagle it is out right now go to the store don't get it on itunes don't you know do any of that stuff go to the actual store spend some money Help out a local businessman. So now, after that, we're going to move into the next uh, movie we saw this week. The bigger movie. It is known as Ghostbusters. Do you have a ghost problem? <laughs> One team will save the day. Here we go! On July 15th. Ghostbusters. Can I go find some ghosts? This is just wrong. These ghosts can possess the human form. Get out of my friend! Ghost! Rated PG-13 everywhere July 15th. Oops, I was too quick on the trigger again. I apologize. I, I want to say to the studios who provide these screeners to me, it's nice of you to put them on VHS. I really do appreciate it. It's my my preferred medium, so I do appreciate you putting in the extra effort. So, we went to see Ghostbusters. I am a giant Ghostbusters fan. I got to say that I, 
I had forgotten how big of a Ghostbusters fan I was. I mean, I knew I liked them, but once I saw the movie, once I sat down to see the movie, it all it all came back to me, including a story. I'm going to start off this review with a tale. A tale of my youth, a tale from way back in the day. So, I remember when we went to see Ghostbusters, and me, my cousin, my brother, and my folks, we all went, and we were jacked. We were pumped. When the movie was over, we were like, I want nothing more in the entire world when I grow up than to be a Ghostbuster. I'm serious. It's like, I wanted to go to college and study paranormal things, just like Vankman and all those other dudes. So me and my cousin, we decided to, uh, we decided to form a Ghostbuster agency of our own. So we got some paper and some magazines and we cut out letters and we made some flyers. I think we went down to the uh, A&B market and ran off some photocopies. I believe it was like a dollar a piece at the time, but we made a bunch of copies of this Ghostbuster slash detective agency sign. We called ourselves the uh, Windsor Court Ghostbusters slash detectives because uh, that's where I lived at the time over on Windsor Court. So we started hanging them all around the neighborhood, like mostly on the same block. I don't even think we stretched out that far. It was all it was all within like a reasonable range of the house. Anyway, we we hung them up and then didn't hear anything at all until, I don't know, man, maybe like... A week later, I got a phone call, and my parents were kind of befuddled. I remember they had no idea what was going on, because we didn't, we didn't okay it with them, didn't tell them about it, and honestly, like, it was mostly forgotten once we put the flyers up, but anyway, we got a call from a dude around the corner from me, and a dude said that he thought that there might be a ghost in his garden, so, you know, we trekked on over there, and he showed us what was what, and we were like, this dude is getting bugged by a gopher or a squirrel or a chipmunk or whatever. We didn't know at the time the dude was just, he was just being polite. He was being a cool guy who decided to, you know, help out some kids and just play along with their universe. So anyway, we, uh, we, we like, we put together a trap like you would see in a cartoon with like a box and a nail or a stick rather, you know, with a string tied to it where you like pull the string and... It would, you know, the box will fall and capture whatever we, uh, put it there and we tied it to, like, some bait, I believe, like a carrot or whatever, so. Anyway, we left it there that night, and then the next day, the dude, you know, he called us up and he's like, guess what? You guys trapped what was ever in my, uh, garden, so why don't you come over and collect your payment? So we went over there, and he didn't show us any evidence, I... I kind of realized later that we didn't actually capture anything, that he was just, once again, being super polite, and he gave us all five bucks for our effort, and five bucks at the time could get you, like, two G.I. Joe figures, which is probably, probably what I spent the money on. I imagine, let's see, I think I got Firefly and Lowlight, the uh, sniper, the new sniper who wears all black. Great action figure. Firefly is great, too. I don't know if that's actually who I bought, but we're gonna, we're gonna pretend for the uh, sake of argument, that that is who I bought. And then to, you know, to finish up the tale, many years later, I was at a garage sale at the guy's house. I was older, I was a teenager, and I saw there was a sign for a garage sale around the corner. So I went over there and checked it out, and uh, the front of the place, you know, the driveway portion of the garage sale was just like normal stuff, you know, broken things, weird things, just whatever was in dude's garage, and once you, uh, moved past that and got into the garage itself, the entire garage was pornography that he had for sale, and it wasn't like Playboys or Penthouse, it was kind of 
the more uh, raunchier stuff, you know, your hustlers, your cherries, your swank, your uh, more hardcore VHS as well. And I'm just like, hmm, what do you know? And, I, you know, I don't want you to think that I begrudge anybody because you got the right to watch as much legal porn as you want, man. As long as, you know, you stay within the guidelines, more power to you. This is America. You're free to do whatever you want. I don't, I don't hold it against anybody. But uh, it was a bit weird, a bit shocking to me at the time. I was still sort of, still sort of, you know, like a plucky teen who uh, hadn't been, you know, out there seeing the shocking sights of the real world. So I was like, whoa, this, this fellow watches pornography. He must be weird. Anyway, let's, uh, let's move on into the actual Ghostbusters review. So I went to see Ghostbusters the day it opened. I brought myself a nice chilled can of Ecto Cooler. I kept it in the fridge all day. And when we went, I popped it open during the trailers. If you bring a soda, if you sneak a soda in, pop it open as soon as the movie starts. You know, don't be a pest. Don't pop it open like halfway through. That's lame. Speaking of lame, the people in front of us had these kids with them, which is great, man. Expose them. But this one kid was really young and she was walking back and forth in the aisles and just talking to her parents, like having full on conversations, you know, just mommy, I need this. Mommy, I need that. And never once did they say, you need to be quiet. You're in a movie. I understand kids talk. I dig it. I'm not like, I don't expect the impossible. I know kids talk, but as a parent, it's your job to at least say to them, you need to keep it down. We're in a movie. Be respectful to the other people. But they never did. So that kid's going to grow up to be a creep. So we're watching the movie. I got the ecto cooler. And I will say this before we start. I'm going to get into it a bit. But I enjoyed this movie a lot. There's a lot of fun jokes. The performances are very good. But the movie is lacking in story. It seems like when you're watching it, there are parts that have been cut out. And I'm certain that there are. It just kind of, there's points where it leaps around from thing to thing to thing with nothing in between. There's a ton of parts that are in the trailers and commercials for the movies that were not in the movie. There, there were some issues, you can tell, going in. But the performances are good. There's a lot of good jokes. You will definitely laugh. You will definitely have a good time. It's not as good as the original, but it is a very good movie. Let's see. It is presently sitting at uh, 73% on tomatoes, so it's fresh amongst the critics. But to the people, it is 57%. Not as fresh, actually rotten. So the movie has an all-female cast that is led by Kristen Wiig, who you know, and Melissa McCarthy from Gilmore Girls, Kate McKinnon as Holtzman. That was my favorite one. She's the one who, like, made the tech. Really great performance by her. And then there was Leslie Jones, who, uh, she comes in later. She's not a scientist. She's the one who is more, she's more in tune to the history of the streets. She's not from the streets. She knows the history of the streets. She's able to explain why a lot of these buildings might be haunted. Also in it is, uh, Tywin Lannister. And, uh, Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth, who shows that he has... A pretty good sense of humor, man. The dude has more of a comedic timing than you would imagine for somebody who is so, uh, so handsome and beauteous. That's not what I say. That's just what I hear. Any, uh, so overall, man, it's a lot of fun, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't succeed on the level of the first one. The first one was really like a cultural phenomenon. I remember just when I got a Ghostbuster shirt, I wanted to wear it every single day because Ghostbuster shirts were the coolest thing out there. And in comparison, when I was over at the uh, Toys R Us the other day checking things out, I wanted to find myself a Holtzman action figure. 
the stuff from Ghostbusters is already on 50% clearance, and the movie had just opened the day before. And that's not a cultural phenomenon. That's kind of like you're already expecting it to fail before it even starts. It's it's a, an interesting way to go about it, but I don't know. They may have been right. Like, in the first Ghostbusters, Slimer was a big phenomenon. He was a big deal. They got him over during the course of the film, and Slimer is in this one too, but they don't get him over the way they do, and I think that that kind of that kind of failure is sort of just indicative of the overall project. Like, they made a good movie. It's a lot of fun. But it doesn't... It doesn't get to you in the way that the original Ghostbusters does. I don't want to say that's a life-changing movie, but I do see how, how people are still really into it. So in a lot of ways, it is a life-changing movie. And this is a good movie. It's a lot of fun. But it's not going to change anybody's lives. That said, I do hope they get a sequel because the... Uh, the gals have really good chemistry. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was really good in his role. And these are characters I wouldn't mind seeing again. But if I do see them again, I want the movie to be better. I want I want a tighter script. I want... I just... I want something better than this. Even though I'm not in any way saying this was bad. You will like it. Go see it. You will definitely like it. The Paul Feig, the writer-director, he... He did Spy with Melissa McCarthy, and he's worked with her before, and Melissa McCarthy's always fun. Paul Feig knows how to write for her, so there is just a lot of funny stuff, but it doesn't have that, like, stick-to-your-ribs uh, sort of to that the original have. So, I don't know. I'm going to give it three and a half stars when the OG Ghostbusters is probably, like, four and a half stars or five. Anyway, uh... I don't know. This is kind of coming to me now, and I'm thinking, how how would I do it if I had the chance to do it? And what I'm thinking is, in my script, the OG Ghostbusters are still around. They're still in New York. They have franchised the business to, you know, to the four corners of the world. And the girls in this movie are one of the franchisees, right? And then something happens, and the original Ghostbusters get taken by ghosts. Maybe they get taken to another dimension, and... The girls step up because, you know, somebody has to. They're the ones. Maybe they are the New Jersey Ghostbusters, kind of like the uh, Great Lake Avengers. And it's time for them to step up when the the real team is taken away. And they step up and they do great. They save them and use that as sort of a, uh, you know, passing of the torch moment. Then you have, like, the old team saying, you know, we've been thinking about retiring. Maybe maybe it's time for you guys to move into to Manhattan, to move into the fire station and... uh show the world what we all know you've got. Something like that. Uh, where they get taken and what happens when they get taken. That's all something you could hash out. But um, they were all in the movie. You see Ernie Hudson. You see Dan Aykroyd. You see everybody who's available. And you might as well, you know, if you can get them in, maybe you can get them in to film some scenes. You know, start something off. You know, it's the Ghostbusters. Then they get taken. They get taken away by, uh, who knows, Satan himself into a fiery pit. And then, um... It's up to them, you know, the new girls. They come in, they show the world that they are ready to be not a Ghostbuster, but the Ghostbuster. So, I don't know. That's how I would do it, maybe. Maybe that's what I would do. It sounds all right. Let me know what you think at IC Robots or uh, Facebook.com backslash IC Robots. That's I-S-E-E Robots. Join us there. A lot of fun stuff goes on. Um, all right, my dudes, let's move into the final segment of the show, the Toys R Us report. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. You won't be sorry for long. 
you've made it this far, it's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, party people in the place to be. It is me, IC Robots, and make sure to hop on over to virtualdirtmall.com. And equally important, make sure to hop on over to supportthereport.com. This is time that you want to become a show patron because we are just about to drop episode numero dos of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. This one is going to focus on one of my absolute favorite Marvel characters, She-Hulk. She's a superhero. She's a lawyer. She's green. She's a Hulk. And she's dope. And you are going to learn everything you would ever want to know about her. It's a half hour. It's super fun. And it's only going to be available to show patrons. How do you become a patron? Go to supportthereport.com. Check out what we can do for you. There is a bunch of incentives beyond the show. We have cool episodes of Icy Robots Radio. There's the famous Qzar episode. There's episode one of the audio handbook about the Purple Man. And you can get all this. For as small a donation as a dollar a month, a dollar does us great, two dollars is better, five is even better than that, so please, supportthereport.com, you do want to get up on the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. But uh, beyond that, what is going on in the pop culture universe? Well, we got some more Supergirl news, it turns out they might be going whole hog with her over at the CW Network. Because they have sent out casting calls for a few exciting characters. They are going to cast a Batwoman. Batwoman is Kathy Kane. She is the uh, lady friend of Maggie Sawyer, who is the head of the, I think it's the major crimes unit over there. She's the one who handles the uh, handles the superhero stuff. And in her, in her uh, spare time, she's Batwoman. She's out there fighting crime. With a red-haired wig and a black suit. She's pretty cool. I do not know... I don't know tons about the current version of Batwoman. But I do know that she's... You know, she's a pretty big popular character over there at DC. And moving her into the Berlanti universe is going to be fun. Then also... They have put out a casting call for Barbara Gordon. A.K.A. Batgirl. My single most favorite character in all of comicdom. Now we don't know if we are going to get Batgirl. Or if we are going to get Oracle. But we are getting a Supergirl-aged Barbara Gordon on the show. And that's just going to be super fun. There's already talk that they might be spinning these characters off into um, a uh, Birds of Prey show. You might remember Birds of Prey from back in the day. They had a show with Dynamire, Batgirl. And then they had a uh, Black Canary who had psychic powers. And then there was... I'm thinking it was Catwoman. I'm thinking it was Selena Kyle, but I might be wrong. I don't... I don't have the best recollection of it at the moment, but I do know that um, if you hop on over to the CW Seed, their app, you can actually see the entire run of uh, Birds of Prey on there. That's great. Um, I hope they do spin it off. I wouldn't mind seeing a show with a Barbara Gordon and a Batwoman. And then also, there is talk that Berlanti is going to be renting Batman from Fox. Fox has the rights to any kind of a Batman TV show and that he is... He's leasing the character and moving him into the Berlanti universe. I wonder who they are going to cast. I have no idea. Uh, I really thought it would be Tom Welling for Superman, but I was wrong about that. So who knows? Who knows what way they are going? But I do think that Wes Bentley, who you might know from The Hunger Games, he's the one with the wacky beard. I think he would be a good TV Batman. So I don't know if you could hook him for the show, but if you get the chance, maybe think about Wes Bentley. At any rate, that is all going to be so much fun. Just the Berlanti universe is getting bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. And I, for one, am super stoked. They just need to move 
Supergirl into the normal Berlanti uh, continuity. And I imagine at some point they're going to. It's too too important not to. And then there's also talk of... Um, what is the name of the show? The name of the show is not... No, it is. I believe it is Vampire Diaries. There's Vampire Diaries and there is the originals. Those are two shows that the old wife really loves. And I believe it is... Vampire Diaries that is entering their final season and there's talk that they want to replace that show with um a John Constantine show the Constantine show that I believe was on ABC I might not be correct about that but I do think it was on ABC but the actor of that has crossed over into the Arrowverse and there is talk that they might want to replace the uh Vampire Diaries on Friday night with a John Constantine show which would give you let's see Supergirl on Monday, and then you got The Flash, Arrow on Wednesday, Legends on Thursday, Constantine on Friday. Your life is set, dude. At that point, you are just so made in the shade. I can't even, I can't even explain how exciting that is. Imagine, like, every day there is a new superhero TV show. Just a golden age, a golden time, dude. Anyway, what else is going on? I, I have been reading, um... I've been reading the Civil War II, the comic by Marvel. I don't know if any of you are following that. And this one, instead of a Captain America and Iron Man, it is Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers versus Tony Stark's Iron Man. And what what happens is there is a new Inhuman who has the power to see the future. And with him, Carol Danvers wants to go out and stop crimes before they happen, like in that movie Minority Report. But... This is what Tony Stark says. Their first mission is a success. They stop a uh, Celestial from attacking because they got, you know, word that he is going to be attacking in the future, right? So they're, like, very happy with the success. But when they tell Tony Stark's what happens, he's like, well, you saw one future. But the fact that we stopped what happens means you did not see the future. In the future... We stop the dude. He doesn't destroy the universe. So I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's as cut and dry as you think going out there and stopping future crime because until it happens, you don't know what's going to happen. But Carol Danvers like, we saved the Earth. Doesn't matter. This is what we're doing from now on. And the conflict leads to some characters getting killed. Some major characters getting killed while they are fighting Thanos. To get the idea that Thanos is going to be coming for a cosmic cube... So they bum-rush him, things go rotten on the mission, there are casualties, and this is going to lead to a second superhero civil war. I'm enjoying it right now, I do have to admit, I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure how I would feel about it, because the first civil war by, uh, I think it's Mark Miller, is one of my favorite series of all the times, I think it's fun, so they had a lot to live up to, and in my mind they do, so... If you are of the comic book type, I'm sure you're all reading, already reading Civil War 2. But if you're not, think about giving it a shot. Anyway, we are starting to run short on time and I can't really think of anything that important to say at this point. So, I don't know, man. I want to give a shout out to Kevin Zerb and Ferg. I've been listening to their show um, and it's great. You can find all the shows that Kevin Zerb and Ferg make over at... uh, Zerbinator land. That's what I did. I added the feed to my uh, podcast app and I have been enjoying these a lot. Uh, I cannot remember the name of the show that he and Ferg do off the top of my head and I'm going to look because 
Zerb is a he's a big time creative type. This dude comes out with just shows after shows after show. Anyway, the show's called Please Stand By. It's Zerb and Ferg, and it's so creative. It's so funny. I enjoy it a lot, and I cannot recommend it enough. Go check it out right now. As soon as you're done with this, hop on over, check out Please Stand By. Anyway, I am going to get up out of here. I have no idea what's coming up next week on the show. Hopefully, it'll be something fun. Hopefully, I will be able to get a hold of Iceberg, because at this point, I'm pretty worried about the dude. Anyway, this is me, Icy Robots, signing off for myself. If you don't know, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.